This is Adam Tafel, and you're listening to the Success Recipe. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Success Recipe. I've had a pretty awesome week. Got to meet up with some like-minded individuals, uh, some lads that run uh, local podcasts. So uh, the Guru of Gains, he's got the Zealous State of Mind podcast, and the lads are part of the West West Network, so back of the 135, empty the clip. There are a ton of different podcasts they run. Check them out. Uh, They've got some good local views and talent on there as well. But today's episode, I'll be talking to the Palmer sisters, so Kirsten and Rachel. Um, they've done some amazing things, um, amazing athletes, competed at international CrossFit games, um, competed at those competitions among some others. So sit back, relax, um, and get ready to hear their, their insights and the journey that they've had going through with CrossFit. Hey, Kirsten. Hey, how are you? Good, how are you? Good, thank you. Hey, Rachel. Hey. Nice to meet you, and um, thanks for taking the time to, to have a little chat with me. No worries. So, yeah, I was just wanting to speak to you, too, um, ask you a little bit about your journey with CrossFit and how that's been. Uh, and um, firstly, it would just be, I guess, asking you to talk a little bit about your background, so where, you's, uh, where you've come from and kind of how you came to um, being involved with CrossFit at the moment? Um, so for me, my background is actually competitive swimming. Uh, so I spent uh, 15 plus years um, staring at a black line in the bottom of the pool, which is pretty cool. <laughs> um, from there, I got a scholarship to swim in America. So I did my um, studies for my degree and I swam for Northern Arizona University over there, which was a pretty cool experience. Um, I stayed over there an extra year after that and got into some coaching. And then it wasn't till, until I came back home after that that I decided to jump in and give CrossFit a go. Kirsten and Harry were already doing CrossFit. Um, I wasn't swinging anymore, so I kind of was looking for something to get into. As you can imagine, 20 hours a week of doing swimming and then kind of cutting that off left a lot of free time and kind of a... Um, I guess an empty hole to fill with something competitive. So um, Kirsten convinced me to jump in at CrossFit East Tamaki, give it a go. And um, that's sort of how I started doing it. And I got thrown in the deep end pretty much from day one. And that, <laughs> that was it. Nice. And what about you, uh, Kirsten? How did, how did you start getting into that? Yeah, I um I did a little bit of swimming like Rach. Um, I sort of swam up to national age group level and stopped when I was about 16. But at school, I kind of did a bit of everything. Like I played netball, um, did a little bit of like running. And then I um, my sort of main sport was competitive aerobics. And in 2006, I competed at the um, world champs in the Netherlands for that. So aerobics is kind of a mix of like dance and gymnastics. It's not sort of super well known in New Zealand. Um, and then once I left school and sort of started university, I kind of um, just sort of started going to the gym and would do like a spin class and like a boxing class and, you know, a Les Mills class here and there. And But just kind of missed like, I guess my whole sort of secondary school life, I always had like competitions to aim for. It was like, you know, netball tournament week was coming up or like, um, you know, like I had an aerobics comp in Australia and I was always sort of building for something. So I think once I left school, I kind of missed having, you know, things to aim for and then 
there was a one of the PTs at the gym that I was doing like a boxing class that was like, oh, we're opening up um, this CrossFit part of the gym. So basically I just sort of did my first class and then like never really looked back from there. Just was like, this is really cool. <laughs> yeah. And did you and your brother start at the same time or did you start before him? Nah. So I did my, yeah. So I did this sort of intro program, which was like four weeks and then kind of dabbled in a few little competitions and I'd probably been doing it for, I'd say maybe a year. And then at the same time, um, my brother had kind of like found the gym as like a typical, probably like sort of, you know, 17 year old boy, 18 year old boy, sort of like, you know, just wanting to get like strong and, and stuff. And then sort of, he started just coming, I think to East Tamaki to just sort of lift weights in the classes. I think I paid for him to do his intro as like a birthday present. And then once he started, he quite, I think he figured he quite enjoyed it as well. What's it been like being able to um, compete and work alongside um, your siblings? So uh, obviously with your brother and his sisters, what's that, um, what's that been like? Are you asking? <laughs> yeah. yeah oh, either of you can answer. <laughs> um, yeah, it was quite cool. Um, I guess like when we went to like the CrossFit games and stuff, it was like quite funny listening to like some of the commentary because like they'd be like, oh, this team from like East Tamaki, like three of them are like siblings. And, you know, I think it was, um, I think lots of people sort of in CrossFit think it's quite cool too, because lots of them have like maybe siblings that are into completely different like hobbies and stuff. And they all, they try and convince their siblings to come and give it a go. And we're sort of, yeah, all very much into the same thing. So I guess it's, yeah, it's a bit of fun and it's, yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, for you, Rachel, what have uh, been some of your biggest challenges um, on this journey with CrossFit? Um, that's a good question. For me, um, I guess it's kind of that ego check always is like, there's always something in CrossFit that you can be better at. And a big thing that I struggle with, with my background in swimming was never the like engine part of it or the conditioning part of it. It was always that strength aspect and can be super frustrating at times when you're putting in so much work and you're watching other people being able to lift you know things that you want to be able to lift or do things that you want to be able to do and it's kind of been quite humbling in a sense that you know you aren't going to be perfect at every aspect of it and you can keep putting in the work and there's still going to be a long way to go to get to where you might want to be so for me that's been a big um, part of CrossFit is like um, kind of checking the ego and you know enjoying aspects that you are really good at and knowing that you're gonna have to keep chipping away at other aspects of it all the time um kind of unlike other sports where I feel like you can because there's not so many aspects of it like with swimming you know for me I was good at all of the strokes so I guess I didn't have that I didn't have to work constantly to be really, really good at something. Like I was always working and always trying to get better, but it probably came a little bit more naturally to me than, you know, certain aspects of CrossFit did. So for me, it's kind of been that, that um, humbling aspect of it, which has also kept me coming back for more, I guess, at the same time. Mm. And what about you, Kirsten? What's been your biggest challenge so far? Um, for me, it's probably been injuries. I feel like I sort of, Sort of started like getting competitive in CrossFit and progressed really quickly. Like I was able to put time into my training and I guess having like a sort of a, a sporting background, like every week it was like, oh cool, hitting new PBs and like my gymnastics was getting better and I was getting fitter. And it was, um, I guess I, we sort of 
think. Yeah, maybe like around, I'd sort of achieved my best probably placing in like the CrossFit Open. I think I was maybe like sixth or seventh ranked in like New Zealand. And so I was sort of getting like getting good and getting where I wanted to be. And then I um, hurt my back really badly and had to spend probably like sort of maybe six weeks out of the gym and off lifting. And then I kind of rehabbed back and started doing it again. And then I think I made it through the, like the open and the, sorry, the regional, open regional and then into the CrossFit Games season. And then once we came back from the CrossFit Games, I was sort of really gunning to like, yep, I want to go to regionals as an individual the next year. And then I hurt my back really badly again, sort of same sort of injury. But that time it sort of forced me to probably take almost six months off um, lifting. And then that kind of sort of became a reoccurring thing. Every time I sort of got back in the gym and almost hit sort of full strength again, I'd hurt my back again and I'd be out for a month or two and then I'd sort of have to start again. So I guess for me, it's yeah, definitely been um, my back injury, I'd say has been the biggest hurdle to overcome. Rachel, with your swimming, it's obviously quite a, can seem like quite an isolated sport. In terms of switching from that and going into CrossFit, what sort of mental challenges uh, did that present for you? Yeah, I guess with swimming it is, it's a lot of time spent in your own head, although you do create kind of uh, a group of people that you surround yourself with that because you're going through the same things, you get quite close, but it has been quite different with CrossFit. Um, I guess for me, a big part was because I was in a lot of teams. So I went straight into CrossFit and there's a lot of team element of it and it was learning to rely on other people. So with swimming, obviously, you know, you get up, you do a race. If it goes poorly, you know, that's on you and, and you don't, you're not disappointing anyone else, but a big aspect of CrossFit with that team vibe is a relying on other people and then feeling like you don't want to disappoint other people in that communication. So that was a big thing um, for, for me to learn in the past kind of few years is that you're relying on someone else. If it doesn't go well, you know, you know that they gave their best and then the same thing goes for you. So it's kind of, um, yeah, that team dynamic where I was definitely more in an individual sport, I guess you would say. Mm. And Kirsten, with the, with the success or being able to compete at the CrossFit games and coming from little old New Zealand, uh, what, what sort of impact do you think that's had for the country and in terms of uh, building a larger CrossFit scene, um, maybe not just in Auckland, but within the country? Yeah, well, the year that we made it was the third year that East Tamaki had made it to the Games. There'd been two previous teams and then Rach made it a second time again with a slightly different team the year after us. So I think it was just really cool for the gym to be like, we can put up at the time we could, you know, come top three or top five at regionals, whatever it needed to be for the particular year and make it to the games like four years in a row, like no other gym um, in New Zealand had had done that. So I think it was just really cool to prove that we, we could be consistent as a gym, we could change members in the team and we still had the depth and the strength to be like, yep, we can, um, you know, make it to the CrossFit Games. And I think it's probably, I know, I think it definitely encouraged other gyms to sort of give it a crack because we sort of saw um, the year that we went and then again the year that when Rach went in a different team the year after there was definitely more Kiwi teams sort of pushing at that regional level and I think like the year that Rach when you guys got fifth um, there was like Kiwi teams like sort of sixth, seventh and eighth as well so there was those teams that were kind of like oh look you know East Tamaki's yeah made it to the games and now we, we think we can give them a crack so yeah it's always like obviously you know the more competition there is the harder you have to work and the better you're going to get so it's always yeah a, a good thing. Mm. And uh, Kirsten, with the challenges that you've had, what keeps you going in the sport? Um, I still 
just like really enjoy it and I love um I think like Rachel sort of touched on like team stuff like I've definitely done a lot more um team stuff and I just like I yeah I just sort of really god damn <laughs> <laughs> enjoy it like it's fun I think we do really well but then also, like some of my like I guess funniest memories of CrossFit has been when like um you know you've done really badly in an event and you've really sucked at something and then you've been like right I'm gonna go and work really hard to make sure that I like never suck and like I'm like the last person standing on the competition floor again so I think it's just like the challenges of yeah always wanting to be better and then being able to have fun in a team of four or a team of six or whatever it is out on the competition floor. Cool all right just uh, two more questions each for the both of you so uh, Rachel what is your ultimate goal uh, within CrossFit? Um, I really, uh, well, I checked off to like we checked off the big one, um, obviously making the games, which was really, really cool. I never really thought that was possible, to be honest. So that was um, pretty awesome. And to go twice was um, just amazing. My goal this year was to go to Dubai, um, which unfortunately has been cancelled. So um, that was kind of my big goal this year as in because I've done a lot of team stuff. I wanted to have a little bit more of a crack at individual and try and qualify through to Dubai through the open. Um, now that, that that's obviously no longer and we don't really know what the future of CrossFit, you know, competitions looks like, I definitely am going to set my sights more local. So I'm going to do New Zealand nationals, which I've never actually done as an individual. It's always clashed with other international ones so it'd be quite cool to finally get to do New Zealand nationals and have a really good crack at that and then also New Zealand team nationals as well with East Tamaki um, will be the two two main ones this year and, and if Torian goes ahead um, that's definitely one I would like to do as well I think um, the Torian CrossFit champs are one of the best run comps that there are around and they did such a good job of it yes uh, last year so last year, yeah, last year, that I definitely want to do that again. So I think those are the big ones. But I think like most CrossFitters in New Zealand will be, will be doing now is looking at those local comps, and which is cool. You know, um, coronavirus has kind of made us think, think smaller and think back to our roots and think about New Zealand again. So I think we'll find that those local competitions will be blowing up this year because there isn't, you know, anything else on the horizon. So... I think my goals now are yeah, New Zealand based and if there is an opportunity to go international again next year um, with Down Under or any of those comps, then I'll definitely put my hand up for those as well. Cool. And what, uh, what about you, Kirsten? What's your ultimate goal at the moment with CrossFit? Yeah, it's a tough question at the moment because for me, again, like, yeah, I was like, right, finally this year, I'm going to do my first like individual sanctional comp. So I qualified to compete at um, the Down Under CrossFit Champs, which is actually meant to be happening right now in Wollongong and Aussie. And I feel like it had taken me a lot of time to build up the confidence to be like, um, yep, I can actually take to the international floor as an individual because I just feel like I've done so much team stuff and then been injured so many times. I just felt like for a very lot, like for a good few years, I just wasn't at, at my peak. Like I wasn't as good as I used to be. And I just didn't like the idea of sort of, you know, being like, yeah, I'm going to do this comp knowing that I'm only like at 85% or something. So I kind of felt like I was really gearing up for that one. But now, um, yeah, kind of just like Rach said, like probably just smaller goals for this year. Like I'm actually in a different team to Rach for team nationals, just the bunch of sort of circumstances and how things played out. So we've kind of got two teams that are like from 
that are made up with different people from our gyms that will be kind of going head to head. So that'll be fun. And then, yeah, other than that, um, yeah, like, like Rach said, maybe Torian. It's a little bit harder for me to get time off work and stuff, so I kind of have to just see what happens with, with dates. But, yeah, this year is kind of obviously all sort of up in the air. And I hadn't really thought sort of, yeah, too much about, like, next year and stuff yet. I think, like, the CrossFit Games was always a goal, and obviously we've done that, and I'd love to go back. But I just think the way that the, um, that you have to qualify now, it's getting harder and harder to get there. So I don't know if it's a realistic goal anymore, unless I, you know, you were to change your lifestyle and basically be a full-time athlete. I think sort of trying to work full-time and do it is just makes it almost like, yeah, not a possibility for most people anymore. Cool. And last question, um, I'll open it up. So whoever wants to answer, or if you both want to answer, um, have you been able to uh, keep that motivation and continue training during lockdown? Obviously a lot of elite athletes, a lot of people everywhere have, had various uh, roadblocks, but how have you been able to uh, continue with your CrossFit journey? Well, I've been pretty lucky. My situation, we have a full garage gym, so we were pretty prepared <laughs> for it. And um, I live with Cullum and Megan and then my partner, Rob. And um, Cullum and Megan, obviously, owners of CrossFit East Tamaki and um, Renegade. So we have had no shortage of people to train with. And, um, you know, you could probably walk into the garage and just yell, who wants to train? And somebody will join you down there. So for us, we've been pretty lucky. And um, I've kind of jumped in on Megan's weightlifting program and been doing conditioning with Cullum and um, Rob at night and things like that. So I definitely think we were pretty lucky during the lockdown. Although in saying that, the last sort of three weeks, we all started to feel that little bit of a, um, oh, you know, that first four weeks, it was actually kind of exciting. Like, you're like, oh, yeah, this is pretty cool. We're at home. I can train as much as I want. And then you get over that pretty quickly and you realize that you can't train for like six hours a day because it will ruin you. And you kind of then settle into your normal routine. And then we kind of found ourselves settling into that where we were kind of chomping at the bit to see other people and train with, you know, a wider group and get back into that gym environment. But yeah, I think for us having the, having people around us to train with, we were pretty lucky. I know Kirsten's situation was a little bit different. So. <laughs> yeah, I was just lucky that my partner, again, he had pretty much like most of the gym set up as well. So we sort of had a, had a rack and had barbells and plates and had a rower and a few other bits and pieces. So um, I was able to kind of, I guess, probably continue like 80% of programming, like didn't have a rig and a couple of other bits and pieces. But yeah, but like Rach, like the motivation sort of for the first few weeks was really strong. But then once we sort of found out that the Down Under Champs had been cancelled um, for the year, it's definitely harder training um, without like a, I guess like a short-term goal sort of like coming up like that always obviously motivates you to push. And every day was sort of, well, most days was doing it on my own. But it was quite cool. Like, um, my partner Craig, like, he came running with me. So I did a lot more running, which um, often in a normal week, I find hard to fit, um, find the time to do heaps of running work on its own. So it was nice to sort of focus on a few different things. And I guess just focusing more on, like, it wasn't such a huge deal if you weren't, like, maybe improving fitness and improving strength. But as long as you were sort of, like, maintaining and and doing enough to keep everything ticking over. I knew once we were sort of back at the gym, everything would sort of, you know, fall back into place and you'd be kind of at the same point um, where you left and there's still plenty of time to build up to the rest of the comps in the, in the year, so. 
Yeah, nice. I think it was important to not worry about losing or trying to gain something. I guess that's what a track a lot of people got into. It was like, well, I've got all this time to train now, so I've got to get strong. I've got to work on all of these weaknesses. And you see, you know, you see on Instagram, such and such is doing all this weakness work and they've got this really sweet setup at their house. And I feel like for a lot of people that probably, you know, was actually really unmotivating because you might only have like a dumbbell, you might have a rower or one piece of equipment. So I think it was important in that time to realize it was just about moving every day, you know, like you don't have to be hitting PRs and, you know, gaining all this fitness. As long as you moved for an hour or so each day, you were going to come back. And once the gyms opened up again, you were going to be all right. It's going to hurt for everybody when the gyms open back up. So yeah, which it already has. <laughs> man that episode was dope had a great time chatting to the sisters um, and his brother's also in the game too so amazingly talented siblings talented family um, hard workers both mentally and physically really putting themselves through the ringer um, amazing role models to have right here in our own backyard if you enjoyed that episode let me know give me some feedback subscribe on spotify apple podcasts um, leave me some reviews let me know what you think um, not just of this episode but previous episodes too um, i will be dropping another episode in a couple of days it's a double week this week i had a great interview um, great chat with Sela alo so get ready for that that'll be dropping in a couple of days peace <laughs>